Good morning, and welcome to another episode of That Which Does Not Kill Us. I'm your host, Sarah Arnold, and today I kind of want to touch a little bit more on where I was at when I recorded last, should be last night, and also uh, what I'm choosing to do about it today, So, and what I chose to do about it last night as well. So... I guess I would say I kind of got stuck in a, what I would refer to as like a disheartening um, analytical state, I guess, for lack of a better term. And I, I'm having a hard time putting words to how I was feeling uh, while I was recording and also when I went to bed because I guess what I would say goes a little something like this. I'm in a really weird place where I am connecting with multiple people and I'm kind of getting back into the deep dive for like a better way of putting it of like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Um, and I don't mean that as derogatorily as it sounds. It's just a brief summarization. And so of, you know, the why, like always wanting to know the why behind everything and, um, to include my own, you know, negative behavior patterns and things that I get stuck in. Right. And so realizing that this morning, I got up and decided that I, it's time to get more into the deep dive, you know, it's time to dive into, um, more and I'm going to level with you. I have probably bought and started, I'm going to guess eight different varieties of self-help workbooks. Okay. Over the past few years. And the quantity that I've completed is two. Actually, it's probably more like 10. Sorry, I just realized that. Like, it's probably more like 10. And either way, the completion rate's the same. Um, that I've completed two. <clears throat> and reflecting on that, like, I think to myself, um, first of all, why have I only completed two? But I know the answer to that. Um, Actually, there's two. It's kind of split answer on that. And uh, one of them is that while I'm doing these activities, sometimes I uh, will get overwhelmed and I'll put it down and take a break. Um, or I'll get overwhelmed and I'll put it down and find something to do that's busy. Um, Either way, that's one. The other one is that I, it, it kind of goes back to what I was talking to about last night, is um, some of these things will ask you questions about like your childhood and your upbringing and things to that effect. And I, 
get frustrated with myself because I don't have answers. Um, and in those, I have a tendency to kind of get stuck because I don't, first of all, I don't like not having answers. Um, it's part of how my brain is wired, I guess. And then at the same time, like when I get stuck there, I ask myself the question, which I don't have an answer to, why don't I have the answers? You know, um, like what's, what am I not seeing? What am I not feeling? Um, you know, what is it that needs to be explored here? And I don't have answers to that. Like, I really don't have answers to that. Um, yeah, I don't know, like, it's very challenging because I think the last time I was doing this kind of like a deep dive into this avenue in this area, like, I was processing multiple things at the same time that were equally unnerving. I guess is what I would say if I had to put to words because I, how do I put this? I have three completely different speculations on the why on a, a lot of my ingrained behaviors and um, mindset and why I've blocked out, you know, anything and everything that I have um, aside from, you know, just being concussed at the age of nine because I just, I don't know. I can't help but feel like there's more than just a concussion as to the why. I can't put my finger on that beyond it, but there's something unsettling. And what I would say, if I had to reflect on that uh, with transparency, is uh, one of the things that came up, because um, this is when I was kind of getting into, like, I guess, uh, the experience of physical touch, okay, and kind of doing a deep dive based on how I respond to receiving that type of affection with consistency. And my previous behaviors and why, why I haven't uh, experienced that you know, up until I was like fucking 40 years old or whatever. And while I was processing this and the levels of fear it generates with me to experience this and the fact that I don't know how to process this and I don't understand it and that the idea of somebody showing me affection is literally fucking terrifying to me. Um, I came to... A a few different hypotheses 
or hypotheses, whatever. And one of them is that it's a potential possibility that maybe I am on the spectrum and therefore that is something, you know, it's just simplest answer. Maybe I'm on the autism spectrum and at previous parts of my life, this is something that is basically overstimulating to me. And therefore, how I responded to this is to not allow it, you know. And, uh, I mean, to be fair, I don't remember my parents really being affectionate people. I've had this confirmed from at least one of my siblings. And the flip side of that coin is even as a kid, I was not a touchy person. I would pretty much tell people, like, don't fucking touch me, minus the F-bomb. And, again, this goes back to being like a toddler, okay? So there's that. Um, the other thing that pops into my head, too, which is um, more disturbing, is that is it possible that at some point, at a very young age, I was a victim of some kind of sexual abuse and then kind of everything stemmed from there but and when I say very young I mean like very young like to the point where like too young for formative memories even you know with with or without a head injury and that would lead to you know why I pretty much fucking feel unsafe with anybody and you know the touchy and all of the other fuck shit, basically, that's going on inside my brain. The third one, not gonna lie, I had it for a second, it's gone right now. Um, so, yeah. Um, I mean, I could speculate though, do I, I, I could definitely speculate on that. And what all of these things have really kind of driven me to do was so I got another workbook in 2023 that I started reading and I was really fascinated by the reading and like I put it down for a while and I decided to pick it back up this morning when I got up because like I'm fucking tired like I'm tired of being tired I'm tired of feeling like I'm just taking up space um I'm tired of being afraid to connect with people. Um, there, there's a lot. There's a lot of fucking layers to that shit. So I decided, okay, like, put on, you know, it's time to put on my big girl pants and fucking do the shit. And, like, it, it, even in getting to the parts that I've gotten to, like, again, I, I have gotten to places where it has childhood questions and I get frustrated because I don't have answers. Like, I, you know... Uh, one of them has to do with memories, like, because there's a fill-in-the-blank thing, and then there's another part where it talks about memories, and I, the memories that this thing evoked weren't memories of childhood, they were memories of recent conversations that I've had with one of my siblings, because I don't fucking remember my childhood, and so I was honest in that, but at the same time, like, because I don't have those, you know, base memories, like, in there to reach on to uh, the thing that was was brought up in that 
was basically receiving um, emotional support, which is something I'm working towards being better about reaching out uh, for help or support or connection when I feel like I need it because previously what I would do is I would feel ashamed uh, about needing anything from another human being. I mean that fucking literally like anything from another human being and isolate and I don't know if that's because you know in those moments I was feeling like I'm not independent and therefore I'm less than or if that might also be tied to you know a fear of rejection or a fear of not being safe or not being seen with another person but either way you know there's there's some residual like underlying theme that's playing out in that and it's not how do I put this like it's not something that I want to feel but at the same time like I I think I need to process this shit because of the unhealthy patterns that it's leading to. And so that's kind of where I'm at, is trying to push myself forward instead of being stuck. But one of the things that I wanted to go over that I found in this is, uh, so in the book it's got this uh, exercise that they call wound mapping. And basically what it is, is it's a variety of different, like, ingrained wounds and feelings or behavior patterns that are attached to them. And I'm going to read to you, not all of them, but the ones that resonated with me as I was doing the exercise. Um, so the first one is an abandonment wound. And what I've got on that is feels left out codependent and normally attracts emotionally unavailable people and I actually had a small thought on this last night as I was going to bed and it was kind of I don't know interesting I was thinking about the whole concept of codependence because there was a lot of enmeshment in codependence in my marriage and what kind of sprung on me like right before I fell asleep last night is that I think the thing that I struggle with the most in this avenue, and I don't know what's the right answer in terms of corrective behavior, is when I am extremely emotionally dysregulated, I feel as though I need to have some assistance to to regulate my 
nervous system. Um, and with that, one of it's a struggle because on one hand, I have a propensity to not ask for help when I need it. But then on the flip side, I also experience codependency. And so it's, it's almost like when I deal with these circumstances, I feel like stuck because I have to completely like it, it's like, and I think this is the thing I struggle with the most is having opposing toxic behavior patterns. And one of them would be to, um, you know, isolate and just drown in it. And then the other is to, you know, um, see, you know, to reach out. Like, I, and I don't, like, I don't know how to fucking process that, you know, when, like, I don't know how to process um, dysregulation when I'm at war with myself on how to respond. And there, I don't know, like, I don't know how to make that an easier process. Um, the other thing that's challenging with that as well as actually taking the steps to reach out and not receiving any form of comfort or you know like to not to basically re, re and that's I, th I think probably where the concept of not reaching out for help when you need it might stem from is to basically be um, ignored or neglected in those circumstances and that's something I struggle with and I think that obviously stems from childhood but um and kind of ties into the whole concept of it not being okay to have feelings. But yeah, that one, it's like, that's a tough one for me because if, you know, like being codependent, being codependent on another person is like the exact opposite of fucking isolating. And like, what do you do? You know, like what, like, I think that's the thing I've been struggling with the most over the last couple of years is trying to figure out like, what do I do? What's the right thing here? What's the wrong thing here? And it seems like more often than not, it's always when it comes to engaging with other people. Like, I know it sounds fucked up, but it's like, I, I can put up my bubble and be safe and okay by myself. Like, because if you can't touch me, you can't hurt me. And it's, fucking depressing as fuck um but that's kind of yeah the place that I'm in and it's confusing but here I'm gonna get back to this sorry that one was kind of like a side reel so the next one it says uh guilt wound and the ones on that that I really resonated with was doesn't like to ask for things and is afraid to set boundaries and comedically enough those tie into the codependency of the abandonment wound and then the uh what's the word I'm looking for 
the hyper-independence that is the exact opposite of being codependent, you know, and or, or the exact opposite of requiring assistance for emotional regulation. And so, yeah. Then we have trust wound, which is, is afraid to be hurt, doesn't trust themselves, find ways to not trust people, and normally attracts people who don't feel safe. And I'm going to level with you. Like, I'm going to say I haven't felt safe, like really like seeking connection from people. Like, in many years, um, what I have realized from when I was going through and doing my writing is that this is a longer, this is a much longer standing behavior pattern than I had originally thought because the tendency to get overwhelmed by human connection and push people away or want to run away actually goes back into friendships in my teen years and in my youth. And so this is a pattern that is consistent like it's very fucking consistent and it has been for a very long time it's just it's manifested very differently at different iterations of my life and I feel like now it's more extreme than what it was and I don't know how to contend with that because because it seems like all of these different things are tied in together. And there is no right or wrong answer. There's just a fucking answer. You know? And so the next one is the neglect wound. And what I've got highlighted is struggles to let things go. Represses emotions. Fears being vulnerable. And normally attracts people who don't appreciate them or make them feel seen. And the last one of those is something that I've experienced more frequently recently than anything else. And to be fair, I don't remember having those feelings when I first got with my former spouse, but that is exactly what developed over time in that relationship due to, you know, my unhealthy patterns and their unhealthy patterns. Um, and so, but it, it is still a commonality that, um, that it's it's a normal thing where I don't feel seen I, I don't feel seen or valued like and what's even weirder is um, one of the things I realized 
I don't know how to receive affection or attention. Like, you know, and I don't, I don't understand how to distinguish the two because I operate on a system um, where, like, because of my background, like, to, in my mind, those two things are synonymous and they have been, but in reality, that isn't the truth. And I don't know how to distinguish the two. Um, because of everything that has occurred, um, I am so starved for affection that consistency and attention equates affection in my mind, which they are not the same. And I, I, I don't know how to respond to it because receiving those things is overwhelming to me because I... I don't under like I don't understand it because this it's fucking foreign. And so yeah, this is this is why I feel happiest and safest alone. And I don't think that that's healthy. So on that note, I'm signing off. Thank you everybody for tuning in and as always, be well. <laughs>